And we back, Bumpy. T.I. So I asked this question today. If you were arrested in a Russian uh, airport and thrown in jail, who would they trade you for? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> no, you were there. And then Cindy said, trade you? Russia would pay us back to get you back. Like, they would pay the U.S. money to get rid of you. I think there's actually a teacher in custody over there that they're arguing should they should uh, do the swap instead of uh, Brittany Griner. I heard about that. Yeah. There's also, like, a Marine that I, I wasn't really clear on the case that they should do the swap instead of Brittany Griner. Well, that's kind of like what – because Brittany Griner, a WNBA all-star – just got uh, just got released recently. I never heard of her until this happened. Oh, I, I yeah, dude, she was like a legit, probably the one of the best, if yeah. the best, yes, basketball player in the WNBA. After she got arrested, then I started looking at clips. Oh, okay, she's pretty. Yeah, good. yeah, she was legit. I think she yeah. was like a stud uh, college uh, player, basketball player at uh, Baylor. She has, or she, has a, like that. she has the most dunks, I think, in WNBA. Yeah, she was like the only one that could dunk for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but besides that, she was arrested. Uh, apparently, she had like some vape. Uh, pens. She and, taken it before, and she, she was yeah. making the excuse of, uh, of uh, yeah. If, um, that so she, she accidentally. It's allowed. It's allowed by United States, whatever. Yeah, but but, but so once the Ukraine and Russia thing kicked off. Oh yeah. Uh, of course, we're giving Ukraine a bunch of money. Putin's looking for any freaking reason. Hey, hey Putin's like, hey. give me a reason, homie. That's give like, us, that's where oh, it becomes political. Oh, we got some chick over here who has some weed on her. Here we go. Yeah. Nine year sentence in prison. They get for, her max for and somebody said for weed. Yeah, for weed. nine like years in prison. So I guess she had like uh, like a cartridge. Yeah, you know one of those vape cartridges for. Yeah. So, but I, like, it, it, like since she got released, it's like oh how do you, you know? There, obviously, there's gonna no matter what, you know the issue is these days, somebody and somewhere is gonna make some kind of issue about it, whether they agree with it or not. And so right now, um, now that the exchange has happened um, and the announcement's already been made, and the, the announcement was made and the exchange has already happened, um, Victor Boot, right, the, uh, the Russian. The notorious uh, Russian arms dealer. He was exchanged back. He's back in Russia. And mm-hmm. Brittany Griner's back here. And I've already heard people say, oh, you know, like they gave up the you know deadliest arms dealer uh in history for a basketball player yeah what happened what about this guy so it's always going to be like criticized no matter what like if if it would have been the other way where uh paul whelan he's a he's uh the other american that wasn't in this exchange if it would have been him then there would have been other people said oh well what about britney griner you know this and that so no matter what the issue is there's always going to be controversy no matter what but the the thing here, I, I guess, what a lot of people will, you know, argue is like, was it a fair exchange? Was it a fair exchange? Well, well they're, they're arguing that this guy Victor Bout's going to go. I mean, he so so here's just a few charges that stood out to me: conspiracy to kill Americans, selling military grade Af- arms to African countries, provide material support to a terrorist grade organization. Amongst mm-hmm. amongst a few that really jumped out at me. So you're like, all right. You know, for the United States, all right, man, you know, who we exchange this guy for? Hey, how about let's exchange it for, you know, the girl who wanted to get high in Russia. Hey, let's, let's do that, right? <laughs> so, so imagine, like, there's a possibility that this is the first thing I was thinking. There's a possibility this guy is going to do stuff because there's a good chance he's going to keep on doing this stuff. 
So, so if you so we talked this earlier about this earlier, the movie Lord of War, yeah, Cage, and we looked it up right War. now, and and Dude, so that, that movie is legit. Like, I, that's I'm, one of I. Uh, Gone, Nicholas Cage, Gone in sixty seconds, yeah. Lord of War two, two of my favorite Nick Cage. Scarface, I'm not something. Face off, face off, face off. Oh yeah, face, face, face off. Amazing, that was huh? a cool one, but he's you know he's a good actor. So he's mostly based on on five main arms dealers, and Victor Bout is one of being them. one of them. Yeah. And so if you if you wanted to know a little bit more about okay arms dealer, not big deal. No, it's a big watch deal. that movie. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, crazy. You told me right. United States, America, they have their own. Jonah Hill did a movie where he was. Oh yeah, uh, ah, uh, God of War. Is is something like that? Lord of War, God of War. No. I think it was like God of War. Maybe Something dogs. Dogs. I don't know. War dogs. Uh, War dogs. It was? War dogs? No, I don't know. Okay. Uh, maybe. But anyways, like we do it too. Yeah. But so, so and, and I know some some other ones like we've traded spies before, like uh, Friend Scary Powers, 1959, the, the U2, the U2 spy plane. We got shot down. It is War, War Dogs. Dogs. 2016 War Dogs. Okay. Awesome movie. And so we did we did a prisoner exchange, and I know Tom Hanks did a whole movie on that. That's right. You know, a legitimate you know, U two fighter, U two pilot was taking pictures over Russian airspace, and we traded him for spies. Oh, like okay, yes. But in this case, like so that's kind of where WNBA started, that's where right? I always like kind of like I sit back and and watch like the people like kind of debate whether this was a fair exchange or not, and I always kind of think to myself, the government's never going to fully release all of the details in an exchange. They never do. Re- regardless if it's a Republican or Democrat or yeah. some other party, whatever, well, those two. But it, it reminded me of the 1963 uh, agreement between the United States and, and the Soviet Union during the, the Cuban, Cuban crisis. Missile Crisis in October 1963, and you know that was one of the the closest moments in history where we almost literally Ended history we almost blew up the world yeah. right with yeah. uh, you know yeah. nuclear missiles and whatnot. Has yeah. So and because of that, now they 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 establish a hotline between the Kremlin and the White House, you know, in Moscow and Washington yeah. D.C. But in that deal, this is why I kind of think like there's something else to it. I think there's other details that we don't know and they're not going to tell us maybe later they will i don't know but in that deal where they agreed is and the united states came out looking as the the winner in this deal this negotiation because cuba had uh soviet missiles right and the soviet union agreed to remove those missiles out of cuba away you know from american uh, shores because yeah, it's only 90 miles away from the it United is, States. They had first strike capabilities. Yes. And so what a lot of people didn't know at the time until later, but part of that agreement, and it wasn't publicized. We had nukes in Turkey. We had nuclear missiles in Turkey doing the Their same neighbor. thing. Their neighbor, yeah. The same thing yeah. to the Soviets. Uh-huh. And part of that agreement said, okay, if you agree to remove these missiles in Cuba, uh-huh. we'll agree to remove these missiles in Turkey, but uh-huh. in six months. Yeah, yeah. To kind of like make, make us look better. Yeah, Kennedy looked like oh, like he we're, was. We're all gonna live. We're yeah. not gonna blow up the world. Soviet Union, you bow down. Yeah. We owned you. Blah we blah blah. But in reality, it was like, hey, one for one. We, uh, you remove missiles. We so, remove ours, but later, so, so that nobody knows. So similar things when I ran out with TikTok. TikTok is a Chinese-owned company, and there's uh, mm-hmm. American officials releasing information talking about 
a we should think about banning TikTok in the United States. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. But the reason why is they're going to be looking at the private information, facial scans, like all this stuff, right? Oh, that's right. So take a step back. Do American companies do this, like Facebook and and all the? Hell yeah, they do. You better, you yeah. better believe. And it. that's but yeah. it's like we do it. It's okay. So we as Americans, we believe it's of course not okay. But at least we have certain rights to protect us. Yeah. But what the, the, what our officials worry about? Well, if they're in Chinese hands, you do not have rights to protect you. Yeah. And it's totally different. And that's kind of it. Also reminded me of this whole like, oh well, they're spying on us. They're spying. Yeah. Dude, we spy on everybody. We spy, baby. Like spy yeah. games is spying uh, is a real thing. Like uh, James Bond is real. Yeah. Like the movie. The it's, movie Snowden. Have you ever seen that? Oh, it's awesome, yeah. I, I showed awesome. it in class. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. But skip skip the, sex scenes, by the way. I just but the idea of us spying on other countries is a real legitimate thing. It's just like everybody's trying to spy on each other. It's it's America, it's, it's, it's it's the nature of where we're at, America, and it's part of like the the fight against you know our, any you know foreign threats or yeah. whatever yeah. but i don't know just kind of looking at this it kind of made me wonder like but because because we don't know all the details they're not going to tell us all the details yes. but it kind of seems like man we gave up a celebrity basketball player she was a celebrity what she was because she is she, now well she was <laughs> she is remember for somebody who was a convicted you know because there was the thing going on at first hey man if it was lebron james we both yes okay you can make that argument yeah. but if it was Malik Monk, and the first thing you said was, who's Malik Monk? And I said, exactly. exactly. But I don't know. It just kind of made me wonder, are we are we getting soft? You know, like, are we becoming too nice of a of a country where yeah. we're just like, you know what? Okay. But I don't know. Again, we don't know the details. It kind of made me wonder, like, are we, are we becoming, like, nice, like Canada? <laughs> like, they're, Canada's, like, really the nicest. Canadians? You know, like, Sorry. they're the nicest. I don't know. Like Sorry. They, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I know that's a stereotype and all, but uh-huh. it just kind of made me wonder of that. So, so do your flesh with Spader one? Yeah. So there's some meme that we found. Yeah. Here it goes, right? I don't know if you can see that straight, but I think you can. Uh, so so the, the idea here was, it says, uh, Americans are nicer than Canadians' airplane etiquette survey reports. And, of course, we have the fun line up here. Yeah, get fucked, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who did that survey, though, yeah. because... Like, um, I don't know. It like, is the thing. I, I, I didn't click on the link. I didn't Google the link. But you know what for? I'm going to take it as truth. It's on Instagram. It's, it's, oh, it's from the New York Post. But even then, it, so more, it seems like it was a Times. survey done by yeah. maybe like Definitely flight American. attendants. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Uh-huh. Um, oh, by. But it seems like. Americans are the airplane etiquette survey report. So it was like some airplane etiquette, etiquette, airplane etiquette survey. And what's crazy about that is. Uh, you wouldn't believe that by looking at at all the videos of uh, you know, especially during the mask when everybody had to be masked, yeah. the place mandatory, with with everybody kind of getting in fights and arguing about getting kids yeah. playing. Having, yeah, it just seems like you definitely want to see that. It but. happened a lot here, but at the same time, goes right because of instance. you know because of technology now. We everybody has cell phones. Yeah. It seemed like it was happening more than it actually did. Yeah. And like, if you think about it statistically, how many flights happen a day? Yeah. Like, how many of these occurrences occur? Statistically, you are more likely to die from your car ride to the airport than the actual plane flight, and yeah. that's just we don't we don't think it terms of stats. I've, we think I've, terms of, I've heard of that, but yeah. But our worst fear is like I never the engines the engines go down, and you're like, okay, we're gonna die. Well, I, but an auto accident, 
we have a chance to, you know, so there is a lot of variables. Well, it's kind of like a, a, it's a fun idea. Well, it's kind of like another like random fact. And yeah. that's kind of what we're getting into today is like these random facts, right? Uh-huh. Um, an airplane's pilot and co-pilot eat different meals just in case one causes food poisoning. So you do realize they made a whole movie about that, right? It was a 1980 film. It was called Airplane. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that movie. I don't remember. Oh, just, just, just what I mean, it's one of those comedies you really can't show nowadays. Uh, they were talking about Jive in there, and they were talking about uh, Jewish sports legends. And it's just certain humor that just you can't oh, bring in the that's where you today. got your coffee line. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, look, yeah, up, yeah. look up the coffee line, right? How do you like your coffee? Yeah, how do you like your yeah, coffee? Okay. Yeah, so. But, yeah, it's like, and I just kind of got over my fear of flying like i i dude i did i would not fly i would avoid airports como richie valens really because of the movie la bamba <laughs> I swear to you because of la bamba I'm like, richie no i'm like oh, no my richie not my Ri-. but i never I, I, when i remember watching it as a kid i'm like holy crap it scared me too and so i'm like uh-uh i ain't I flying remember the first time i was, I was a little nervous i was 23 the first time i Damn. Only because I knew I was going to have to fly later. Yeah. Because my brother got married. Yeah. And um, my sister-in-law, her family's from Colombia, South America. Colombia. Not yeah. Colombia. Colombia. Um, so I, I knew I was going to have to fly there. So I'm like, I might as well give it a dry run. So I flew from Phoenix to Fresno to visit my cousins. And so that was the first time I flew. And now I'm over it. But I didn't know that. To avoid any kind of food poisoning, the pilot and the co-pilot eat separate. Things. That's really cool. I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know if it's actually based on the movie or if the movie's based on that actual thing. Hmm. It'd be a fun thing to look up. But yeah, it's just random. <laughs> yeah, that's that random. The whole movie is based on that premise. The entire yeah. movie. It's just it's amazing. So you had another Everybody interesting how to fly an airplane. Yeah, the other interesting random thing that we kind of we're kind of exchanging di- okay. different mind. Okay. Ones. Talk about the, that Kruger. So this is something I bring up all the time. I posted, if you know me, and the Dunning-Kruger effect, right? Smarter people are more likely, because the smarter people are more likely underestimate underestimates themselves, while dumber people are more likely to believe they are brilliant. This is the Dunning-Kruger effect. You see in the back, 2 plus 2 equals 5. So I, I you know, I've, I've gone through this pretty thoroughly, and it's one of my favorite psychology theories in the world that, uh, you know, I was always wondering my, like, I remember just growing up thinking, man, they seem pretty confident about this, but I started thinking of all the steps, like, oh, well, that wouldn't make sense because this, that wouldn't make sense for that, that wouldn't work, blah, blah. but what if I'm wrong? This guy seems really confident, so, all right, so, so in a lot of meetings or a lot of, in group work, stuff like that, sometimes the most aggressive, confident person, they're going to win the day, but what we don't realize is... It's really easy to be super confident if your mental limits are like, yeah. So this thing actually helps me sleep at night. This helps <laughs> this help keep me out of a lot of arguments since I've learned about this thing. And it's just, I, I love this. It's, is is that where the whole fake it till you make it came to be? Like, or, I don't know or is that the difference? I don't know if it's the, the same, same concept. Uh, you shouldn't get an argument with a stupid person. Mm. It's the same concept. Okay, uh-huh. because you're not going to change your mind. Yeah. They're going to... Yeah, so so the dumber you are, the louder you're going to be. The smarter you are, the more you're going to reconsider, like, well, can I possibly be oh, wrong? Okay. And they're not going to be as outspoken. So it's this mm. super interesting thing uh, done by two psychologists out of Cornell University. They came up with this theory, the Dunning, Professor Dunning and Professor 
Professor oh, Professor right Kruger. Oh, okay. Yeah, they came up with this. That makes a lot of sense. Fascinating. I know a lot of people on both ends. <laughs> yeah, and everybody, and, and all, I know a lot of smart people and a lot of all of our people. listeners just pop in your head, and I just thinking, oh, these these two right here, they look pretty confident. Well, maybe that's why we are, we are so confident. Hey, Dunny Kruger effect. There you yeah. go. I wonder <laughs> how much validity. It's kind of like that one thing we're talking about before, where like for guys like hairy chest or assigned intelligence. Oh or yeah. Like, or what was that? Something like that? that? That was that was one oh, of. Did them. you have that? Okay, there it is. Oh, okay, my bad. I, I didn't remember if you had it. Or not. There it is. Having a hairy chest, there it is. So having a hairy chest has been linked to higher intelligence of men. Shoot. So what are they basing off? Of course, I am absolutely offended by it. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I must be stupid. Yeah, because yeah, I, I have nothing here. Man. I have a lot of indie on me because I cannot grow. I like, hey, why don't you grow a beard or something? Why well, freaking can I? I have too much indie on me. Yeah. You know what? Hairy chest is just not going to happen. You know, arms, whatever. You know yeah, what? I, th- I think when you're at an assembly, I don't know if you know, but supposedly they, they, it was when Mags was running the ASB. Okay. It was a make-a-wish thing. Supposedly one of the students made a wish, make, make a wish, uh, to wax my freaking legs. Mm. They waxed my legs in the middle of the assembly. Dude. You like, and I was like, yeah, go ahead. You know why? Because my hair is so thin. But maybe according to this, you know, the hairy chest, the thick hair, whatever, it's because I'm a dumbass. It took me a whole... 37 years ago, even a mustache. Because during Thank the you. pandemic, yeah. I grew out my facial hair because I was like, why well, ain't going nowhere? Yeah. I, dude, I've never been able to grow much hair. And I let it grow out. It was nasty. It was, dude, I looked like a, I looked like a, what's it, a Unabomber. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a mustache, though. I was like, oh, crap. I got it. took, I'm like, hey, you got facial hair? I was like, yeah. So it, it, only, it only took a pandemic to happen to finally do it. But I looked, I looked. Yeah, but yeah, pretty I guess again, I, I, I guess according to this, and uh-huh. I'm pretty, I'm pretty <laughs> stupid. But um, here's another Shoot. good one. Uh-huh. Uh, on December 25th, a town in Peru celebrates what they call Takanakui, where people sell, settle grudges from the past year by fist fighting. It's badass. Then everyone drinks together. Yeah, that's a sign of a good time. It kind of reminds me of the movie the, the Purge. Like, hey, on this day. You know, that's madre, but only on this day. Okay. But on this day, it's like, hey, if you got beef, let's settle it. Let's throw hands, and uh, they do. After hockey. that, we, we're gonna have a beard. I, I I remember in eighth grade, I had battle with uh, with a teammate of mine in uh, an eighth grade football team, Pop Warner, right? And uh, oh man, why Raul, Raul Hawkins? Mm. Uh, you know, good dude, man. I, I don't know, I don't know how he's doing now, but good dude. So we got him some crap. And my coach, Coach uh, Coach Black, he made us not fight, but he made us wrestle at the end of practice. And we went at it for a while, man. Hey, I get a lot of respect to that dude that day because he's, he's pretty damn strong. So at the end of it, man, we went at it. We went hard, this and that. I, I personally think he might have got the best of me that day. But I remember we stopped, and we definitely had mutual respect. So in the same, same frame, you box it out like that. It, yeah, you know what? I think I think it could be on people's back. You know? I think if we did that here, like, hey, you know what? You got beef? On, on February 13th, we're going to throw chingazos. There'll be more love the next day. And then the you? next day, uh-huh. Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. Like, hey, duke it out, uh-huh. handle it, settle your beef, and then move on. Then you know we, what I'm saying? Then we could be in love. Maybe we hey, you never love. know. Uh-huh. What's that saying? Yeah. Love dies with the flowers? El temor se convierte en amor or something like that. Uh-huh. 
hate turns into love. Something like that. I don't see. Anyways. It's true. Here's another one. I love this one. Best relationships are the people that I could talk shit to. Yeah. Mindblowingfacts.com says sarcasm. I love sarcasm. Sarcasm boosts creative thinking because in order to understand it, we must overcome contradictions between the literal and intended meaning of sarcastic statements. I always said that sarcasm is a form of intelligence because it you have to kind of think past the literal meaning to kind of say the opposite. Yeah. And I'm my 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 friends know how sarcastic I can be. I'm I'm very sarcastic. I love sarcastic people. But in the classroom, I I have to make a conscious effort to scale it back because not everybody understands it. You have to right. be careful to the level, not even who you drop with, but to what level you drop yes. your sarcasm. And so some of my most sarcastic students often is like the ones I'm like, yeah, I like you. Yeah. I like your sarcasm mm -hmm. because it, you know, I don't know, like the, their wheels spin differently, but mm -hmm. they actually have to think about sort of making a joke that's sarcastic that's not very basic, but it's kind of like next level. Yeah, student, student asked me yesterday, uh, was it? I was, I, I was texting my wife, and class about to start, and then they asked me, hey, Satana, some, some, uh, hey, Satana, who are you texting? And they just, I was like, dude, why, why, mom. why, why are you, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> who are you texting? I looked at her, like, that was my first thought. Like, like your mom. Uh, and then just, uh, you know, the people yeah. around us, but, but it was like, why are you asking my personal business? Dude, what are you, so, hey, don't worry about it. So it just, once he asked me, kind of my, my nerves started, it, it was triggered a little bit. And I mean, everybody thought it was funny. I was lucky that everybody in the, within that splash zone could handle that. Yeah. But man, it just, it just, I, I gotta be careful. It slips out. So I remember I talked to you about, I had Mr. Jeffries, uh, at Brian Jeffries in high school. And I know that, 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 uh, in the past I've heard he was, he's not everybody's cup of tea. And the only reason I could think of, is that people have a hard time processing sarcasm. Yeah. Those are the ones that have the hardest time in this class because man, I just remember walking out of there and have a great understanding. What, the what first, the first point. like real conversation I had with him. Cause I, I met, I met him before. You gotta be ready. Dude. Yeah. But in Laughlin, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we went to Laughlin. Yeah. I had talked to him briefly before, but it was just kind of breaking the ice. And when we went to that Laughlin trip first, yeah. time, I was like, Oh my God, this guy's sarcastic like yeah. no other. I was like, yeah, Ryan Jeffries, I love you. We do. Uh, but I don't know, like when you you know say that, like, you know, your mom, whatever. You know what they need to bring back? Oh. Your mama jokes. It's just your mama jokes. Like, I, because it's it shouldn't be taken personal, but it's like, hey, you're just, you know. It could be a sensitive thing. And I remember I was, I was, I was, I was kind of, it's 21, 22, 23. I was a cook at, cook at Red Lobster. Did I ever tell you that? Now, I was a cook at Red Lobster for a little bit. That's how I learned how to cook the steaks. You, it, they they trained us to use the temperature gauge, but then the guy, the cook, he never used temperature gauge on the steaks. I'm like, dude, how do you do that? And he showed me that. Anyways, that that's what really got me into it. But uh, or, So anyways, there was a fry cook there that night, and he asked me something. I don't know what question. My return was, your mom. And he turned around and got all serious. He's like, I remember he's, he was on, he was on the fry cook. Mama. And I was over here, and I said, "Somebody, your mom." He's like, "Stops!" You know, the, the tongs in his hand. He's like, "Dude, my mom's dead." I'm like, oh, crap. like, dude, just 
Oh, come on, just go with the joke. <laughs> but you know, they, so so for years and years and years, I really, really held back from talking you know about what? Mom. And some and remember when I was in junior high, uh-huh. like because your mama jokes, right? It'd be a popular thing. Yeah. But when people didn't know us, like somebody's like, "Oh, Buster, your mama joke," Ooh. we would say, or like my friend would say, "My mom's dead." Yeah. <gasps> and he's like, "Ah, I got you. Just kidding." He's like, ah, so it kind of ruined all your mama jokes, you know, whatever. But yeah, they need to bring those back. I don't know. Here's a here's another one. Richer women tend to binge drink and have more alcohol-related problems than poorer women. While the opposite is true for men. Wait, 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 wait. So, richer women have more alcohol-related problems. It's and be poorer more. men have more alcohol-related than... So, the richer women tend to be more uh, dramatic alcoholics. Poor, poor men tend to be more dramatic alcoholics, yeah. you're saying. That's, That's really interesting. Damn, where do we fall? Shit. I don't know. Are we middle class? I'm rich... Because I have you in my life. That's right, baby. So, I don't know. It was. It was like. I right. sound like. What could be? What could be the reason for that? Like, mm. why do poor, poor men? Super interesting. Like, what would be a, like factors that? So, I don't know. No, there, there's another one that, that we got. Um, smarter children often become heavier drinkers as adults. What? Smarter children often become heavier drinkers as adults. So I have my little theories on this, and the idea behind it is the brighter you are, the more obsessed you are, the more stress you tend to take on uh, take on in life. Therefore, you tend to drink more. And you've heard just smarter people just tend to drink more. Is it universal? No, 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 no absolutely not. And where's this information from? Who cares? It's on the internet, so it's true. It has to be true. It's got to be true. It has to be. So it's I like not on the, Facebook, yeah, so it has yeah. to be true. I, I got my own. Alcohol issues. Uh, some of it's genetic. Some of it's just flat out a good time. So you, know, who knows, right? Well, it's like they say: yeah. surround yourself with people who have issues, because they always have alcohol. <laughs> is that the point? Is right? There it is. Uh, I thought that was funny. surround yourself by people who have issues because they always have alcohol. That's true, right. Hey, that's right, true baby. Story. Yeah. True uh-huh. story. Speaking of, yeah, because there's a lot of people that that I know that are into the key. I'll never forget the time I was at a bar with my brother-in-law, and I told him, dude, you were at the bar, and I was like, my, my, my brother-in-law, Louie, right? Um, and I told him, hey, man, I'm going to take a shot. And he's like, well, if you take a shot, I'm going to take a shot with you. And he don't want to, but that's kind of what we, how we've always been, right? And so he's like, all right, what are you going to pick? I was like, well, I, I always go with tequila. Mm-hmm. And he kind of made the sour face. Like, oh. And then... Is that a ninth period? <laughs> ninth period? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's a, weird. <laughs> so, so like, I, what, you, what kind of tequila you want? He made the star face when I said tequila. What kind of tequila you want? He's like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, we could go with this one. It's a little bit more tart. The loose one is a little smoother. I think I was going between Don and Julio Patron and uh, I think uh, Casa. No, 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 no. Not with the one with the deer. I, I forget. Anyways, there's one. One is a little sharper, a little more tart. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Patron. That's your classic, a little more whatever. And then there's an Julio is just, you know, smoother. You know, what, what do you want to do? And he's looking like, you could taste the difference. And that's the first day I realized that I have a problem. Oh, it's like, <laughs> wait, you don't? Wait. Oh, damn. Wait, wait, you can't. What do you mean? Oh, no. But you know what? And like, kind of stemming off that, just uh, here's another random fact related uh-huh. to 
Okay. They say, how true is it? Who knows, but who cares? That drinking alcohol improves your ability to speak a foreign language. Okay, I've experienced this, and because you know my Spanish troubles. Being in Mexicali, they, uh, my wife often asks me, a lot of people, how do you survive down there? You know, your Spanish is terrible. And I tell them, I don't know. <laughs> but there was a time where I was sitting there. Beer. I don't know. There's very few. Look, at I, I, I sit there, and I drink a couple beers, and then I'll leave after the game, right? Because I, I, I still have to drive home or whatever. So I drink, too. I know my limit. Because you you give me three and three turns of three, four, five, right? But there was one day where I, I didn't have to drive for whatever reason. And I remember I was getting pretty tossed. And I was talking to this dude. Uh, I, forget, I forget his real name. Oh, yeah, Rafa Mian. Rafa, Rafa, Rafa Mian. But everybody's a big guy, right? So I'm next. What do they call him? Gordo. Everybody's <laughs> Hey, like I, if you see right now. It's a classic. It's a classic. Hey, Gordo. Yeah. Why do so, you call you Gordo? In English, is crazy offensive. But in Spanish, like, you know, he just wears it. Well, that's yeah. the thing is, it, yeah. in in our culture, Nick, and we're actually get to this later, but yeah. nicknames. Everybody has a nickname, yeah. and Gordo is like, every, and when you're younger, it's like, what's an easy way to? Oh, well, he's he's chubby. We'll call, yeah. call him Gordo. You know what Messi's nickname was as a kid? Who? Messi. Lionel, Lionel Messi. No. How do you say mute in Spanish? Mudo. Yeah. If something have to do with something mudo, like him being El mudo. Oh. Yeah. So in the long same context, if any kind of flaw you have, they're gonna. Oh, dude. Yeah. At the same time, sometimes it's you're a, short. What do they call you? Chaparro. Uh-huh. Chapo. Or, yeah. yeah. You know, it's just yeah, you, you you can't you can't hide. You, yeah. You can't. So anyways, I was talking to this guy, and I was I was getting pretty drunk, and I was sitting there talking to this guy. I, I don't know how, but so, there was other guys from the team that finally stopped us. Like, hey, how are you guys talking? We both look at each other like, say. <laughs> We don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But we were well, talking for a while. Well, I think so. So I experienced kind of lower your your inhibitions and just like ah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you so get so more expressive. I have, I have you my, do a lot of this. I, I know a, a good number of words. I know how to flow. I know how to coach. Whatever. But but you throw one word at me or me try to talk back. I, I have little brain blocks. But whatever reason, when I have a little in me, maybe it's the liquid courage. Like I'm just gonna say it. I don't care how stupid it sounds. And you just say whatever sentence phrase it is. Or, who freaking knows? But I, yes, I've experienced this. It's hmm. funny. Hey, it's, yeah. The beauty of alcohol. So many beauties. From hey. beer goggles to foreign languages. Hey, the the possibilities are endless. Yeah, to you to know. uh to Neosporn and Laughlin. You know, That's, things like that. Right? Yeah, why not? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you got there? So here we go. So so we were looking at <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The FBI has struggled to hire hackers because the FBI hiring rule is that the applicant must have not used marijuana for three years, the last three years. Hmm. And so that's interesting, right? Do, do we have a lot of security problems with uh, with our, you know, th- there's so much um, confidential, what, no, what's the word? I can't think of it. Privilege? Confidential? No. Top no. secret? Top, top secret files, classified files, classified, okay. yeah. I think I hit and, that. and. You know, if, if you're a hacker, you could definitely jack into these files and look at whatever the hell, right? So why not hire people? And that's what the movie uh, Leo DiCaprio, Catch Me If You Can, was based off. It was a guy that was doing, like, wrote off millions of dollars of bad checks oh, and was yeah. getting away with it. So he understood the system so well. I think from the time before he was 18, he understood the system so well that the FBI, they sent him to, they gave him a hefty jail sentence, but the FBI let him go early on the condition that he worked for the FBI. Oh, have you seen this movie? He, he is that's, a, that's he, the one where he's like dating some girl too. And who's the dad? 
Yeah, yeah, I have seen it. I, so, I mean, I, I've seen parts of it. Yeah. I haven't seen the whole thing. And, and yeah, at one point, the guy actually uh, passed the bar exam, and they asked him later, how do you, like, how'd you cheat on the bar exam? How do you pass it? And he says, I study. <laughs> so, I mean, you have some very intelligent people. Yeah. Like, you're, 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 your top criminals, from drug dealers to whatever the hell, you have your low-level ones, but they always seem to get caught. Yeah. The best criminals are the ones that you don't, you probably don't know their name, or they get away with so many stuff because they're super, super bright. So the Catch Me If You Can concept, Leonardo DiCaprio, the movie, is you know they have flaws or whatever, but they're super bright. So yeah. the FBI has this flaw in their hiring system yeah. where you can't be getting hired for the past three years. So you know, hackers, yeah. are there a number of hackers that like to get hired? Well, apparently so. Yeah. But, I mean, so, I, I get, like, you should have strict, you know, conditions in your hiring process. Well, within the illegal substance, and maybe yeah. that's issue is illegal. But I feel like with, with marijuana, it's like, especially now, it's just becoming a lot more, like, I don't know. Accepted. Accepted, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, because, honestly, I, dude, like, I remember growing up with a couple potheads, and they, they function like, I, just, I didn't even know they were high. I'm like, Exception, the exceptional potheads. And I'm like, how I've been do around, you, how do you? Like being around party, want to get high and eat. You know, most of the party is like you it's like having a, to sleep. They're like, oh, it's just kind of like having a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. Most of the party, and then, then I, I've I've uh, like, been around. I don't, I don't get even in education, but I'm not going to say names. Some exceptional minds who I can sit around. I don't understand like curriculum. Like it's like oh, they're exceptional. I drink a six pack yeah. and I'm going to take this, you know, mm-hmm. this engine apart, and I'm like, dude, yeah. I'd be gone. I don't yeah. know. Anyways, but the drink is worse for you, and they love drinking. Yeah, well, maybe they'll start to change that policy. I don't know. We'll see. Eh? We'll see. Last but not least, here's the last me. one before we wrap up. Talk to me. The average gas pump is about eleven thousand times dirtier than your average public toilet seat. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's gross, because. Because I mean, you know, think about this concept this way: I'm gonna put my mouth on a gas pump, or I'm gonna lick the toilet seat. What sounds worse? Oh, the toilet, toilet seat. seat. Oh, just a thought. Of, I know you but guys are gagging. Gas pumps are dirtier, and I'm like, how is that even possible? But how often do they clean gas pumps? Never. Never. Yeah. And I, I have a friend who's like, actually, he's like, I'm a spray bottle, and I would spray with. But he's like, oh, dude, every time you, you're gonna laugh at me, but every time I pump gas, I wear gloves. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Why is like, dude? Those things are disgusting, and I'm like, whatever. And now I think I'm like, makes me want to hand sign. Give me some of that right now. Like pump gas. This you want some? Yeah, so, I got it. I got it. Pump gas is more like. Let's, oh, let's, crap, let's, you know? let's be. Let's, let's be, be free. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, because those things are disgusting. So we're back. Anyways, but yeah, if you're pumping gas, wash your hands. Because if not, you know what happens when you don't wash your hands. A lot of germs. What's the best thing you've seen all week? You know, I always have things in my head all day, and I get to this point, and I'm like, wait, what? So last time, I wanted to mention the powder puff game that we coach, uh-huh. and just how ferocious these girls are. Oh. But this week, girls are, they're, Man, they're more coaching girls. More, yeah, you, you, different beasts. You've coached powder puff games before. Oh, so my you've seen God. This. They're, See, we talked about this. They are vicious. Some guys are now ripped off. You can't give them the game. People are getting like scratched in the face. I remember they one, they one of our in. players because I coached uh, Powderpuff uh-huh. and went undefeated. My dad, for, uh-huh. I think it was eight and zero after he retired. Uh, a girl got clotheslined. 
Mm. Boom. Oh, yeah. And she's like, ah, she thinks she like fractured her clavicle or whatever. Yeah. Found out after the fact. But she was like, put me back in. I'm ready. I'm like, you're crazy, girl. You like, go. your shoulder's like yeah. this or whatever. But yeah, like, you tell me that story. I, I was trying to tell the girls, like, really, every year, I was trying to tell the girls that, that even guys, whoever, like, the greatest thing about football, and this might sound bad to you guys, but the greatest thing about football is it is legal violence. You can't just mm-hmm. walk up to somebody in school and just clock them. But on the football field, it is very much encouraged. Oh, yeah, clock them. Intimidate them. Yeah. Run them down. It's, you see, I mean, you see with, with, like, the World Cup, right? They get touched and, oh, yeah. And I That's part of the, the game. Strategy to yeah, it. It's a strategy. I understand the strategy to it, but it just, just, just yeah. makes me sick. I, like, I just, I, I don't it's know. It's like grasshopper. The, the girls, you watching them, they're, they're, they're in the Powder Puff games, they're, they're not trying to sell it. Yeah. But the best thing I've seen all week have to be between very entertained that Brazil lost. Oh, my God. Um, why? Because a there's a lot of Mexicans that root for Brazil, and I'm thinking, why? Obviously, because... You know they want to. They they're yeah, admired. Popular, they're a popular team. Neymar and back in the days Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Pele. Pele. Yeah, yeah. Ronaldo. Okay, I get that. And Argentina. Okay, Messi is absolutely phenomenal. By the way, do you see, I see him standing next to the goalkeeper? Like the, the goalkeeper was a giant. Yeah, the, the goalkeeper was like this, and Messi standing next to him. He was and a giant. Sure he's like, like this tall. And this Messi. Is, I mean, uh-huh. props to him, man. He. Yeah. They won. They pulled it off again. So I mean, yeah, so where Brazil lost in goal kicks, yeah, Argentina and, and won in goal or uh, penalty kicks. So, so best thing I see in a week, I, I do one and I'll, maybe maybe that is no. I think thing. that was the best thing. That what? was that was awesome to see. That was a, dude. That was a great game. So I played I, the I played the games in my class while they were working. I ruined your surprise. No, oh no. By the way, I've noticed your fancy footwear here. So oh, yeah. Look at that yeah. baby. See, boom. Oh, yeah. I gotta get some new ones, but they're falling Chuck apart. Taylor. But they're still good. Chucks. Just can't step on any rocks. All right. Feel well, anything, but. Best thing I've seen all week. It's kind of like a. It's been a rough week, you know. Oh. I, you know, I. That's right. I've gone to three funerals in four days last week. Well, I knew of one you of know. them. Yeah. Well, my grandma passed away last week. Rest in peace. Yeah. Abuelita. Uh, but kind of like what we talked about before, like funerals. Nobody misses, so you get to see your family, right? Yeah. And like it's a, it's it's a sad time, but we get a chance to celebrate, you know, you know, well, the family get together. So we did, we did that. But what I like to sort of highlight was, and you know, kind of going back to the other uh, things that I saw this week to kind of go with that was uh, the unity in the community. Um, in in the San Luis, Summerton, Yuma, uh, Yuma County, um, in the community, uh, several people passed away. They were yeah. uh, members of a of a tribute band, right? And they were, dude. I, didn't, you don't realize how. Los Smiths? No, it was. Uh, oh, it another was one. Uh, another one. And uh, there was a Selena tribute band and okay. uh, a Manat tribute band. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they were in a, in a tra- traffic accident and passed uh, oh, or wow. Four of the members passed away. Oh, I knew one of them. A Manat tribute band. Yeah. And, uh, but what I was getting to is how loved they were. Dude, yeah. like, I went to the funeral, and yes, funerals are sad, but it was a beautiful thing to see how many people, like, came to pay their respects. And they make people feel and, good. A lot of um, people feel good. Yeah, and, and several of them were, yeah. were teachers. They were educators. Oh, wow. And they had a mariachi playing. Yeah. And 
all of the members of the mariachi were his students. And I was like, wow, wow, what a way to pay respects. And like, kind of like you taught me this, this art, this skill, and we're going to play these songs at your funeral. Mm-hmm. And it was cool, man. Uh, but that's probably the best thing I've seen all week is just, you know, during difficult times, how much people come together and, and support. There's like been uh, fundraisers put together, GoFundMes, uh, collecting funds to pay for the family's funerals. And uh, there's been there's a, a, a concert that's already been planned that's going to happen in January. That's an, a sort of a tribute to the members and sort of the, to raise funds and all. So I definitely have to say that the best thing I've seen all week, even though it's during a, a time of, of sadness, is is the unity in the community. Yeah, that'd be the worst. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be the worst and best thing I'd seen in the week because there's there's nothing like a Mexican funeral. Oh, because I remember the first time I went to one in Mexicali right here. Yeah, we showed up. It was for my wife's. Okay, it's complicated the relation. So, anyways, we're all there, and I'm hanging around with the, whoever hang around with in the family, right? And they tell, hey, Nick, come here. You know, I go go to the truck back of the truck and all of a sudden he opens the thing he pulls out an ice chest i'm like all right i think he brought water it's in the summer in mexicali it's hot so he oh we brought water so i get it down we open it up there's a bunch of modelos in there mm-hmm. so there we are freaking drinking and all of a sudden everybody starts going by and then uh and, and even a few uh, like a few days earlier at the, the the viewing right yeah and it was oh why can't i remember the business the viewing uh where you do the viewing in mex Anyways, yeah, but even then, like the viewing, we're all sitting in the parking lot, all drinking. I'm thinking, are you talking about the car, the carroza? When they do the viewing, El Velorio. Yeah, Velorio. So this place is yeah. called the Coyoso, I think. Oh, okay. That's what that that's what they did, right? And man, I, I've I've you know I'm happy and ashamed to say that uh, I had fun celebrating their life in the parking lot. Well, I mean, uh, and, I, and I always think of it. This oh, and the food after. Oh, no, food after is like. Like when I die, yeah. yeah, people are gonna be sad, or some might be happy. I don't know. Yeah. But it's like, dude, like, hey, enjoy yourselves, celebrate what we had, so, and that's what we did, really. Yeah. And so, at the end of the day, it kind of allows us to kind of put things in perspectives, and and more than anything, it's like it's a it's a, another reminder of how short life is and how precious it is. Mm-hmm. So, do what you love, spend time with those you love. And spread love, and I love doing this. So with that, so I just hope I don't piss myself along the way. You know. We'll end on that note. Yeah, baby, got it. So, Till next time, we'll do it again. Got a couple good shows coming up. Salud. Yeah, baby. <laughs>